if I don't turn this down, we're gonna. <laughs> what are we gonna talk about tonight, boss? Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcasting and live streaming channel. I am your host, Shelley Carney, and this is Toby Eunice. Say hello, Toby. Hello, Toby. Okay, tonight we're gonna be talking about blogging, specifically the tech involved in blogging, creating blogs, posting blogs, distributing, SEOing, and all of that good stuff. We covering it all technology wise tonight seoing is a verb it is now okay. just like google so oh. bring your questions and we will bring our answers get together and make some magic magic love it keep dancing there. by the way nice shirt Cool. Do you want to produce a live stream, podcast, and blog to expand your brand and business? Come experience live stream and podcast technology coaching with Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Every week you'll receive recommendations, reviews, tips and tools to design a live stream video and podcast home studio that will enhance your business and expand your professional online presence. Subscribe today and discover the steps to mastering the technology to create amazing live videos and podcast episodes that will bring you success, fun and fulfillment as you reach the world with your message. Thank you for joining us. We just did that. Yeah, was it? You're on. All right. So tonight we're talking about blogging. We did have some people ask us some questions about some blogging, and so we decided to provide some answers tonight and tomorrow and Thursday. Tonight we're going to dive into... So this is into, blogging week? This is blogging week. Uh -huh. Blogging week. Blogging week. And it's time to blog, blog about it. Let's blog about it. So we're going to get into the technology of blogging tonight. Let's get started by this with this question. What are the ways you can create the original blog content? So, you know, this is where I divide the world up into writers and speakers. Mm -hmm. although, although at one point I thought of myself as a relatively good writer. I think I started my first blog back around the late 90s. Mm -hmm. And it was on a... Uh, blog online app and it was one of the first ones and it was called like pen and ink something like that mm. and the name of the blog was a gypsy's kiss and it was about my sailing adventures and um back then i thought of myself as a good writer even though people paid me to be a speaker but that's where kind of the this division of effort uh, came from uh, that i believe could be true there are people who are born to be writers and there are people who are born to be speakers. And sometimes like Tony Robbins, they, they're they able to do both, right? I'm a, a natural speaker. I have a hard time writing. You have, you, you're, you're a natural writer. Not only are you good at it, but you're prolific. You can just write all day. Uh, so uh, when it comes to blogging, there's two ways to do that. One is to tell story. Well, they're both about telling stories, but one is to tell the story in writing, uh, and the other is to verbalize it, and then use the various services to transcribe it so that you can edit it. 
Now, there is a process. There is a, as you get into blogging, there is a process that includes doing whatever research is required, making sure you have citations if you need them, um, uh, getting links from other locations because those backlinks will help other people. Uh, and then uh, getting down to pen and paper and actually writing out your blog post. Uh, and like all good writers, it is recommended that you write a first draft and then you go through the editing process, right? And for a blog post that's what around 2000 words, I think that's the number of words that they recommend. The edit, that should take no more than a, a day or two between the writing and editing. The second option is to use the various transcription services. And I'll show you a couple here in just a minute. Um, and uh, record your your post and then upload it and have it transcribed. And and the, again, I'm gonna show you a couple of sites. Both of these, uh, I was gonna say both of them are free. You can buy, you can get a, a, a subscription to Descript for free, uh, but then you're limited in the number of hours that you can transcribe. Mm -hmm. Temi, on the other hand, is a paper use. Mm -hmm. uh, and it depends on the number of words and number of speakers that are into it. Now, I, I used to have a service that um, it was called Legible Ink uh, that had human transcription, and they had the best transcriptions, uh, but they were three, $3.40 a page. And you know what? They just changed their name, and I can't remember their new name. But uh, I, I, I think there are better services, the uh, AI based services out there, uh, but you have the same problem. It's gonna be a problem of uh, doing the research, telling your story into a recording on your computer, and then uploading that recording to Tammy, and then the editing begins. In my experience, it takes you anywhere from three to five times, and if you're really, really bad, longer, but I'm gonna say three to five times uh, as long to edit it as it did to write it or speak it. And, and that's a number you should consider, right? So if it's a if, if it's a five minute blog post, you're going to spend you know fifteen to twenty five minutes uh, editing it. So, uh, but let me show you a couple of locations. Where you, is that okay? Any yeah, I was going to tell you how I do it. It's yeah, a little different. Yeah. So what I do is I'll come up with an idea. I create a set of slides from that idea. And I use basically the same format for the slides each time. So it keeps me, you know, on track. Uh, so basically I'll copy my past presentation, open it up and just make the changes for the new presentation. Oops, sorry. So I make the changes to the new presentation and then we do the presentation aloud. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, I go through and copy the the text from the slides into a blog post. And then I use what we talked about. Um, Either Descript no, or Temi. I just type it out. I remember from the day before. Oh, Here's I see. what we said with something like this. And I'll type it up. And it's about, it turns out to be long enough. Mm -hmm. You know, it's probably about... Uh, one to 2,000 words mm -hmm. by the time I'm done. A seven-minute read, mm -hmm. according to LinkedIn, where I will post it usually. It's about seven-minute read. So is there any optimum read length that uh, LinkedIn recommends? I know they 
they like that I'm they, aware of. We're going to be looking at uh, some of Shelly's blog posts on LinkedIn. So Not that I'm aware of. A, yeah. Just a warning in advance. You've got to spend seven minutes with this. Right, sure right. And a lot of them will do that. They'll tell Medium you how does long that. of a reading Medium does that it will well. take. Yeah. So that it kind of gives you an idea of, okay, do you want to invest the seven minutes or mm -hmm. 10 minutes or three minutes or whatever it is at can, reading? Can I take a look at both Tammy and Descript so that they can get an idea? Let me uh, mm -hmm. let me get this uh, shared over and we'll turn that on right there. Okay. So you kind of have to decide what works best for you. Uh, where do you go? Oh, you know what? I have to do it this way. So let's look at Descript. It's a, Descript is online, but there's a desktop-based app. Um, and uh, the idea is that with Descript, you upload your MP3 file. You can actually upload an MP4 video file, and it works in the same ways. Now, I won't go through all the detail of what Descript does, but the first thing, the first step in using the Descript tool is you feed it, as you can see down here, your audio file, and it uses AI to transcribe that audio file into something that you can work with. Now, Descript has a lot of other features that a blogger may not be interested in. So for example, if I wanna delete a word here uh, and I click on delete, it highlights that word down here in the audio file. And if I delete it up here in the script or in the transcript, it deletes it in the audio file and, uh, and uh, uh, puts the audio file back together. So it sounds like one thing. So that's one of the benefits of using Descript. Now, you can get a free version, of a monthly subscription to Descript that's free. I'm trying to figure out, what did we decide the other night, how you pronounce it? Is it Descript or Descript? I like Descript. That's All right, we're gonna go with Descript. hear it, I think. Yeah. Uh, so they do have a free monthly version, but they have the, a limitation on the number of hours of transcription. We have the paid version, and I don't. Th I think we have unlimited transcripts uh, with it. But that's one of the nice ways you can take an audio that you recorded, and you can do that on your laptop. But every laptop comes with its own recorder. Um, turn it on, you know, talk into it, and then have. Uh, in, in this case, an AI-based technology help you get through it and refine your transcript. I'm, I'm sorry, refine your audio file. So at the end of the editing process, um, it, it, uh, your audio file matches your transcript. And Descript also has a feature where uh, at the beginning of your relationship with Descript, they give you a, uh, a file to read. So I'll read that. It's, it's about 10 minutes worth of text. And what they do is they get your voice intonations, how you sound. And if I were to add something right now to this uh, uh, transcript, it would automatically add me saying those words into the audio version of, of this. Hi, and live channel. I am your host with the most, Shelly Carney. And I'm your host with the, not the most. Last <laughs> that week's. Was, that was last week's show. Yeah. All right. So that's one option. Descript is a more advanced transcription tool because it does a lot of things. And like I said, you can actually edit videos this way. So if you were to upload your MP4 file, it would take the audio, it would put it in a separate file, and then it would give you this transcript. As you can see, uh, it highlights the names of each person speaking. And then down here, uh, as Toby talks, let me see if there's a place along here where Toby talks, right there. It highlights the audio file in the same color 
as the identification up here. Now, if you don't want to just put up a script as a blog post, you can just find some key pieces that were said during the conversation and pull those out and create a blog post with that. Well, see, and, and she said that's, you know, you mentioned earlier that you start with your um, your uh, slides. Right. We have a conversation about that. Then the next day you use your slides kind of as an outline and you type in the fill. You're not transcribing anything. No. You're actually writing, right. which is kind of works perfectly for her because that fits her style. I couldn't do that. I wouldn't have the patience. But I already have all the text from the slides. So I have the outline basically. So right. I'm just filling in an outline. It's so I'm going to, I'm going to go back to uh, Chrome and we were up here, but I wanted to show, I thought I had uploaded Temi, had I done, there it is. So this is Temi, T-E-M-I.com. Um, if you already have an account like I do, they charge 25 cents per minute. Um, and in your account, the, the more you do with them, the bigger your dashboard is. So what I did is this is a file that goes back to uh, one of our first uh, shows with uh, Dr. Coffee Brown on sleep medicine. And I uploaded that file and they created a transcript. And uh, I don't know that I've gone through. So see, I haven't changed the name. So if I wanted, if I knew this is coffee, I can go to the speaker here. I can edit that and start giving coffee that name, right? Oops. We're going to change speaker two to Dr. Coffee Brown. And I'm going to click on that box right there. Okay. And hit return. <laughs> Why is it not going away? I don't know. I think you have to be in the Coffee Brown box and that it. Nope. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Timmy is not talking to us right now, but it will in just a moment. It'll go through the transcript and it changes all of there. There we go. So it changes all speaker twos to Coffee Brown. Speaker three was our guest that night. And I don't actually call his name. But again, what you're doing here is going through and you're editing it. Now it does have some features that if you wanted to change, delete all the ums and ahs, you could do that quickly as well. Uh, but it's a very nice tool a very inexpensive tool because it's, like I said, it's only 25 cents a minute. Um, it's a very inexpensive tool for transcribing your words into something that's usable. And I, I think I told you this story before, back in the olden days when I was working in Washington, DC, I got very good at uh, corporate white papers and case studies. And uh, the way that I would produce a case study for a company that I didn't work for, I was just an agent uh, in this case, is I would ask for the people on the project uh, to get together and I'd interview 10 or 12 of them, make recordings of that, and then I'd put it into a transcript. And then I would use that to block out the case study uh, because the set of questions would get me from beginning of the story to the end of the case study story. So it's a very useful way to produce content if you're not a natural born writer like my friend here or any other writer that I, that I know and am envious of. Yeah, well, not really because... It just takes practice. And if you really wanted to do it, you could just practice and you get better. Mm -hmm. 
Well, like I said, there was a point at which I was a pretty good blogger. Yeah. All right. So those are the ways that you can create blog posts. You can either be really good at writing them. Remember, there has to be a beginning, a middle, and an end. There has to be a reason for it. There has to be some kind of objective for telling this story. And um, uh, because you want people to be interested in the read. And blogging, like almost everything else that we do, that we document, that we record, whether it's uh, uh, an audio uh, or it's written, uh, if it's spoken word or written word, uh, is storytelling. And a good blog post tells a good story. Uh, even if you're doing a review of some product, it's a, it tells a good story. And it has an objective. It has a not only a beginning and a middle and an end, it has a reason for existence, raison d'etre. Uh, it has a reason for being written. So just remember that when you're writing a blog post, because that's what makes the most interesting blogs. All right. So the next question is, where can you post a blog for free where it is most likely to be seen? So that's really two different questions. It's true. Uh, because there are a few properties on which uh, on which you can post, make a blog post, mm -hmm. make a blog and make a blog post. Mm -hmm. um, and then the question is, how do you get seen? That's right. And that involves other things. Well, let's That's talk true. about where you can go. So one of the places you can go is WordPress, um, which is where we have our AGK Media Studio, Studio blog, right? Mm -hmm. And WordPress is very, very flexible. Uh, it gives you, it, it's almost lets you build a website that's based around your blog. So you, right. as you can see, here's the latest episodes of the blogs. Here's, uh, uh, you know, stories about us. Um, sign up for our newsletter, get in touch. So it has a lot of other features. Uh, WordPress also is probably, uh, not is probably, WordPress is the most prolific of all blogging tools. It has risen that far. And uh, it has a lot of byproducts, people who develop themes. Like if you wanted to build a business website, there's a theme that you can buy that enables you to do that in WordPress. You can build sales pages. A lot of the warrior form guys use WordPress uh, to build their sales pages. So there's lots of cool things that you can do with it. Uh, but one of the things that you can you can do is... Um, you can build a free website and the only price you have to pay is this WordPress ad advertising up here. And I think they put it down at the bottom as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So the idea is you can have it for free as long as you're willing to put up with their advertising. This is, this actually isn't any bad, not too bad. It's up here at the top. That's right. Right. So that's all there is. So WordPress uh, again uh, is the most common is the most developed. It's, a, it's basically a free application. They make their money through advertising, as you can see. And this is a simple uh, drag and drop uh, word uh, website. So right. if you've ever put a website together on Wix or one of those types of places, this would be easy enough for you to do as well. It's just uh, drag and drop, uh, decide what you want in each block and, and, and just insert. And uh, if you don't want to deal with those, their advertising, the least expensive uh, subscription is $7.50 a month. And, um, and that includes, you know, things like uh, chat support. You can, you can actually get chat support. It's always fun at two o'clock in the morning when you're working, click on the chat and somebody pops up. Um, so WordPress is probably the most viable now. 
if you're if you're a Twitter kind of person, then what I'm going to recommend is Tumblr, because Tumblr is like a evolved version of Twitter. It's all about short, quick posts that could be longer than a Twitter post, but you want to get them up quickly. And I used it for our COVID conversation show that we did with Dr. Brown. And I needed to get up all that information and things that he was providing us in terms of data and, um, you know, myth breaking and things like that. And um, so you can, it's again, a free website, no additional advertising. Um, All you have to do is set it up. Uh, They have categories that you can set it up in if you want, but everybody starts right here with this little home button and it takes you there. And as you can see, and I'm just going to go down some of these examples, they're very, these are simple blog posts that on, on these various Tumblr sites. That's, that's actually the Tumblr staff, right? Uh, and if you have simple blog posts that don't have a lot of complexity, there's one of ours, COVID conversations. There's a lot of ours, COVID conversations and uh, photographs. So it enables you to, uh, combine your uh, content, your uh, content types. Uh, and you can start with these various things. You can start with text, photos, quotes, links, chats, audio, and video. And then and then you can add to it. You can, it, it gives you the space to add to it. But it's kind of cool as a blog because you can maintain your own blog. So I can go, let's go down to COVID conversations here. So I can, if anybody wants to expand on that, they can open up COVID conversations there, uh, expand. I'm going to close it up here. Um, And you can also copy the post to Twitter and Facebook from Tumblr, T-U-M-B-L-R. It's free. I think there is a subscription version, but I haven't found the need to do it. Like I said, their objective is to get people there. And then uh, as you're going through, uh, your homepage, your for you page. Uh, there's advertising there that you'll have to deal with, but there's no advertising on your blog. Like I said, this is the this is the COVID conversations blog, and it just has all the stuff uh, that we po- posted over those 37 uh, programs over about a six or eight month period. So, so that's an option. The one that Shelley likes is Medium M E D I U M dot com. Uh, it's also free. You can set up a free, uh, I'm hesitant to call it a blog because when Medium uh, first um, came onto the market, it was designed for writers so that you could write things that you, you know, you couldn't write on a, a, uh, in a, I don't know, for your newspaper. Let's say you work for a newspaper, but you had an opinion exclusive of your newspaper. You could come to Medium and write it there. It's used for a lot of things. If you go to the Medium homepage and start searching uh, for topics, there are all kinds of topics. But as you can see, Shelley combines her work. Uh, you know, here's your confidence framework. You can watch the video on YouTube, and then uh, she has some text associated. Why don't you tell us about it? It's your blog. Well. Uh, the the thing about Medium is if you are a prolific blogger or writer and you enjoy writing, they do make it a little bit easier to uh, begin to make money off of it because they have a umbrella um, 
fund that they share. Oh, a creator with, fund? Yeah, they have a creator fund that they share with the creators according to how much uh, traffic each articles are, of their articles is bringing in. Uh, so you have the ability to make money simply by signing up for that program and they will gate your content for you and they will gate only the blog posts that you choose. So if you want some of them free and some of them paid, you can do that as well. And they make it very easy to do that. So that's one of the nice things about medium. I think medium I've, I've always, I've always liked it for its flexibility and it's actually less, I, I don't want to say cumbersome. It is less complex than WordPress. WordPress is designed not only to be the optimum choice when you're making a, a blog decision, but it has all those other people who are making money selling themes and right. uh, platforms, you know, that fit on top of WordPress, things like that. Right. Medium doesn't do that. Medium is kind of the writer's blog, I guess that that's, that's where the writers go. If you want to, if you have a favorite writer, say from the New York Times, and you want to see what their thoughts are independent of their work for the New York Times, they're going to be on Medium. So I put my blog up on Medium, WordPress, and my LinkedIn uh, business page. Uh, and of the three, the most response I get, the most most I get back is from WordPress. I get, I get, uh, you know, it, notifications, email notifications several times a week saying, you know, so-and-so is following your blog. So-and-so liked your blog post and, and that sort of thing from WordPress, where mm -hmm. I don't get any kind of real feedback or anything with the other ones. So, so what's the, the reason for that is that the search engines every night, every dark area, you know, depending on what side of the world you're on, uh, they send out bots. And um, as you grow in dimensions, number of users, number of entries, things like that, you get a priority, right? So because WordPress is so dominant in that area, it gets a priority when it comes to the bots looking at WordPress to determine whether or not it should make it part of its search engine results, right? So let's let's do this. So there's your LinkedIn, your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter account, YouTube. So uh, WordPress is going to go to your second page, but if you look at that, if you look at the level of priority here, right? LinkedIn, Facebook, all these primary social media uh, sites uh, are there where they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It's all Shelly. All I did was search for Shelly Carney. I think maybe if I searched for Shelly Carney blog, it might show up in a LinkedIn, Shelly, there's your WordPress blog, right? Yep. So again, because all I did was change one word, uh, the search engine looked at it, but that tells me that those, those bots have already recognized that you're on WordPress, that if they want to come and look at your blog posts, rather than the videos at AGK Gaming or, or on Facebook or YouTube, uh, things like that, uh, it's already there. 
And that's, again, primarily because WordPress has a premier position as the blogger's blog. They know that. And that's why it's going to finish up there at uh, number two. And I'm wondering, is that a sponsored? I was looking to see if if uh, LinkedIn is sponsored, but it's not. Yeah. Right. Live events, blogging, content marketing. So you actually have the keyboard I've been on LinkedIn there. longer. Yeah. Maybe there's yeah. more posts there. So that's one of the benefits is that if you go with one of the big boys, uh, the relationship with a, the search engine bots, not that they have a special relationship. I mean, they'll have a, a, a advertising relationship, but that has to say sponsored or advertising that, that it appears at the top. LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft. So. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, there is that. Uh, they don't, uh, uh, they, what is important is that, they know if you're going to use the phrase Shelly Carney blog and there's one on WordPress, it will have been discovered and it's going to be at the top of that uh, list uh, because in the, in the context of the uh, industry, blog and WordPress are almost synonymous. All right. Then another choice is uh, blogger. Uh, Blogger is a property that's owned by Google, and it's real easy. It's kind of as easy to set up as Medium if you wanted. Uh, these are a new post, but if I wanted to set up a new website, new blog, I'd start right there, give it a name, and then there's a couple of next, and it fills it out. And then if you have, if you want to add uh, a banner, things like that, uh, you can do that. But Blogger is not quite as it's never had quite the uh, reputation that WordPress does. Uh, it was actually an independent, I'm going to cancel this now. It was actually an independent blog posting uh, app tool that you could, that was made available online. And then at some point Google bought it. And um, I, I don't know whether they lost interest in it or resented the fact that they couldn't buy WordPress. Uh, WordPress is owned by a bunch of, you know, revolutionaries. They're not, they're not in with the big boys like that. Uh, they wanted to be independent, maintain their independence. So they went and bought Blogger and it's okay. Uh, let me see if I can find one that um, power to the people. Let's take a look at this one. Just so you That's guys. That's 2009. Oh yeah. Wow. Well, I haven't, you know what? I haven't refreshed this. Let's um, well, I won't bore you with uh, managing it right now. Um, but the question is, is whether or not it's still there. These are old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, Blogger is certainly another free option. And uh, you'll open it. You'll open Blogger with your Gmail account. You do have to have a Gmail account in order to use it. And then I like this. And I'm going to let you tell this story. Uh, one of the nice things about LinkedIn is that you can write blog posts, right? Right. Now they call them articles. Uh, you can write them on your own personal page, or if you are a contributed contributor to your business's page, or if you own your own business and you set up a business page the way that I did, uh, then you can also use that. And it's recommended um, by people who do content marketing, that you do have a business page and that you do your blogs as a contributor to that business page and then just share them on your personal page because then people can follow your business page. Uh, it's kind of like Facebook in that way 
that you want them all following your business page and interacting there. And it gives you that boost for uh, visibility on LinkedIn. Now, in addition to making the blog post, Shelly also added a link to the podcast. So if they wanted to listen to the podcast, they could do that as well. And then another and thing also you can the- do with Medium is you can import a blog from another site like LinkedIn. So I can take the LinkedIn post uh, URL and I can import that into Medium and then it just brings it over. And then at the very bottom, it says originally posted on LinkedIn. And I don't know where LinkedIn got its blogging code, uh, but it's very good. I mean, it can ma- you can make a really nice uh, blog post. It has bulleting, it has indents, it has uh, in quotes, pictures. pictures. Uh, it's a very cool tool. Links, and clickable links, hot links. But like Shelly says, once you do that, you can copy it. Actually, you don't even have to copy it. It has its own URL. Mm-hmm. You can copy that URL, take it into Medium, and it'll copy right over there with the same formatting and everything. It's very cool. Okay. Yep. So I think that's all. Let me see. So if you want to post it, your blog to more than one place, you may want to start on LinkedIn because it is an easier format, easier to format. And then you can just either copy and paste, or if you're using Medium, uh, you can just import it. I'm just closing some of these windows. Okay. Is that enough? Anything else? What am I missing? Uh, Those are all free. The basic ones are all free. The only one that will cost you extra is uh, WordPress, and then it's $750 a month. You can pay. If you want to upgrade. If you want to upgrade, and you can upgrade Medium, Blogger, and all the others are uh, Tumblr. Those are all free. Right. But again, if you are not paying for a service, then you are the product. Right. So in the case of WordPress, you may want to upgrade just to their lowest level and get that additional. Uh, isolation yeah and what they offer right um so we and then yeah eventually if you if you're just gonna want to use it as a revenue stream then you could start putting uh you know for instance advertising on your blog if you're using wordpress or something of that nature whereas you couldn't do that um with with the with the other sites that we talked yeah, about that's right so how do you optimize the SEO of your blog posts? Blog posts are interesting because they were the they were the original they were the they were the basis for establishing the rules of SEO. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's what everybody was researching. The, the big thing there was a point in time where blogging was the new age the uh, leading edge of marketing. Right. Right. And so up until that time, nobody thought about SEO. And then people started realizing, well, if I do a couple of minor things here. So there is a set of criteria. HTML, every every blog entry is recorded. What, what WordPress does, what Blogger does, what Tumblr does. I should have left one of them up. Let me Let me just go so I can show you. So every one of these pages, if I were to open it up and say, I don't want to inspect it. I want to, let me just do this real quick so you can see. 
developer tools. What are you looking for? I'm looking for the HTML. Was that developer tools? Let's see. The last one? I don't think so. There we go. So every time you're creating... Oh, sorry. Well, let's do that again. All right. Every time you're creating a web page, right? If I click on that, COVID conversations, it shows all of that in there. It's, it's uh, what the app is doing is transcribing your machinations, your text and your pictures and all of that. And it's turning it into HTML code. Well, at the very top of HTML, there's this thing right here that says head. And that header is supposed to contain, and it doesn't here because I haven't asked for it, uh, is supposed to contain three things. The title of your post, the description of your post, and the tags associated with that post, separated by commas. And, and all of that information is expected to be in between head and slash head. That's the beginning of the entry and the end of an entry, right? And everything that's on the internet, every page that's on the internet is transcribed into that HTML and has those entries inside head, uh, title, description, and tags. Now, there are uh, restrictions and what it, what it will do uh, in the case of WordPress, it'll take your title and it transforms it into the URL. So if your title for your blog post is, this is my first blog post, the URL will be shellycarney.wordpress.com slash this underscore is underscore, I'm not going to be on my first blog post. Um, but that's taken directly from the title. But more importantly, when the bots are looking through your material, one of the things, one of the first things they look for is title, description, and tags. And there are there are criteria for what they think of as valuable. So for example, your title uh, shouldn't be longer than, if I remember correctly, it's 100 characters. I think at one point it was 81 characters um, because the bots ignore it after that. So you can have the longest title in the world, but it's going to ignore. And, and I should have found the website. I'll, I'll, put this, I'll put this in the description box below. There is a webpage that describes what a title, the restrictions on, on title description and tags. Um, and then you have a description, and I think it's the first three lines of the description that makes sense to them, and then they ignore the rest. Um, there should be some of the keywords in your title that uh, are incorporated in the description so that you have that. When it comes to the tags, there used to be a myth about the more tags, the better. So you would make a blog post and you would make 250 tags for the blog post on every possible variation. The bots got wise to that and they started picking up on the first 13, if I remember correctly. And again, I'll check these for you and I'll put the link to that page down at the bottom. So there's recommendations. Your title shouldn't be longer than 100 words. Your description shouldn't be longer than three lines and you shouldn't. you don't need more than 13 tags. But you do need them because if you don't have them, then, and, and I'm willing to bet if I were to go search for COVID conversations, it's not going to come up as a blog. And the reason is, let's see what it does. Yeah. 
It doesn't know what to do with it. And the reason is that blog post right there doesn't have anything in the head, my bad or Tumblr's bad. Now, I wasn't focused on this as in for an SEO purposes. We were doing it, we were doing it on behalf of coffee because that's what he wanted to do. And we were using this as a tool to uh, at first upload his uh, his presentations were massive and he didn't have time to get through them all. So we started uploading presentations, but I wasn't focused on that. And because I wasn't focused on what's between that head and slash head um, and the title tag, a uh, title description and tags on in there, it's not being searched by those bots. It doesn't know what to do with it because it doesn't go, although it goes further to see if you're making messes, it goes further into that page uh, it focuses on what's in that head. And so when you're making your WordPress blog or your blogger blog or your medium blog, and it asks you for a title and description and what tags uh, you want to use and tags are not hashtags. That's, that's completely different. That that's, that is HTML, but it's not, the bots don't look at that. Individual applications look at that. Um, but you've got to have those because that's going to be put, you you make that entry and that's going to be put at the top of this HTML. And that way uh, the spiders uh, and bots will be able to find your stuff and be able to cat index it is what it's calling. And they'll be able to index it and put you in their search engine. And now you don't have to enter it as HTML on, no. for instance, WordPress, there's a, a, a column on the far right and it will ask you, do you want to put in any uh, keywords or uh, tags for, uh, and you can put those in there in that box. And then it'll ask you if you want to have a, um, a picture that's identified with that particular blog post. And I'll usually put in our, our thumbnail that we've already created for the YouTube channel uh, video. Uh, so I'll put that in there. And then it asks, do you want to put in a description? So it asks you, and you just have to look for that and fill it in. All right. Let me uh, see if I can find that page real quick. What are you trying to find? The optimum. Oh. Uh, so we are going to be trying to do as much as we can to optimize the search engine optimization process so that uh, we can be found because that's our number one reason for doing content marketing is to share it with people so that they can read it and share it and see it and enjoy it and uh, come back again next week for more. So it's important to remember to do those little extras like filling in your description and your tags and uh, your little pictures and things of that nature. Um, it's been statistics have shown that some of the best posts are around 2,400 words, but if you don't also add in the little extras like the tags and descriptions and have a, uh, a title that people might actually be looking for or uh, that would that would come up when they type in their inquiry into Google. You got to, you got to take that into consideration when you're thinking about your SEO and how are you going to be found? All right. So here's, here's, I'm going to just put that in the uh, chat room so you guys can read it, but I will put it in the description box below. So go check out this page and it talks about uh, the optimum lengths for uh, title um, description and tags. All right. So um, 
I don't know if you recall, was it last week we were doing a show and we talked about um, SEO for your YouTube videos or what's going to get them mm-hmm. the most views. And we talked about titles. Right. And uh, when you talk about titles, you're always talking about keywords. Not only do you want those keywords in your document, but you also want them in your title. And I don't, again, I don't know if you recall, but uh, I'm going to go to messages and methods here for just a sec. One of the things that we talked about is optimizing your, take down that banner real quick. Optimizing your keywords. Uh, There are, you wrote down a couple of keyword optimization tools. Uber suggest is one. Uber suggest. Uh, We use TubeBuddy and it, you got to ask yourself, well, isn't this for YouTube videos? They work the same way. It's still a title. And, um, so and let me just give you an example of the benefits, right? So we're going to enter, let's say you have a blog post on how, and we could do this video, right? If we wanted to do this video, uh, let's say we wanted to write a title. That's how to write a blog post, which would make an interesting, uh, uh, you know, kind of a video or a blog post on, on the subject. What they tell us here is whether or not that's really a useful title, whether or not it's going to gain you traction. You can see the overall score is poor, five out of 100. The score analysis, search volume, competition, et cetera, et cetera. So what you're trying to do is, uh, and here's one, how to write a blog post in WordPress in 2021. Um, So they're giving you options here, but here's what I can assure you that anytime you talk about money, uh, that improves your score. So what I'm going to do is how to write a blog that generates additional income. See what that does for us. Ta da! One hundred percent ching, right? And you can see down here related searches. It's not competing with that. The search volume is very high. Uh, the competition is medium, which isn't too bad. But it's one hundred out of one hundred because it's not just about a blog post. And this is where you, I, I don't. I'm not recommending you get so creative that you become a liar, right? That your blog post really has to be a story about how you use blogging to generate additional income. Uh, But whenever you write a blog post, as you're creating a blog post in the same way that we're thinking about videos, uh, one of the things that you have to consider is how the search engines are gonna look, look like that. So the better your title, the better the description. And you want to take some of those keywords that are in your title and incorporate them into the description. They don't have to be exactly the same, but you can incorporate the words, you know, blog generate revenue and put that in your title. Then you want to look at your tags and your tags can be uh, blogging for revenue, comma, uh, revenue blogging comma, you know, because it's going to look at the first thing of those. It's not the first 13 words. It's the first 13 tags. 
So you want one, two, or three words in that tag that are recognizable, have some of the same keywords, and can be used to identify what kind of uh, product you're offering in terms of your content. Um, so that's probably the best thing that you can do in terms of SEO that you have control of. Now, in addition to that, it's also going to be helpful if you have qual if you produce quality content, and the and the bots can tell that they can tell when it's BS taken off somebody else's website, um, and, and they're you know if you look at blogs. There's, there's basically, I think I did a speech on this once and I identified three kinds of blogs. Uh, one kind of blog is blogs that copy from other websites and put it into their blog. There's not a lot of work, maybe in a, a difference in title description. Then the uh, second kind of blog is take material from another website, content from someone else and write a commentary on it. So the actual original content is your con commentary or your argument or the debate or you don't agree with. If I were to take things from, uh, say, a, uh, a, and I'm just going to use politics here as an example. Let's say I was going to take something from a liberal website and put a, uh, my conservative commentary spin on it, right? So that's number two. Number three is original content. Well, the way the search engines see that material is Number one, search uh, original content is first. Number two, commentary on someone else's content is second. And number three, uh, the one that just takes from other websites is number third. And sometimes they don't even get that, that far down. Uh, so original content always wins that battle for SEO, um, uh, for the, the, the weight value of the SEO. So when you can make your content as original as possible. When you can add pictures and use the alt tag for your pictures, put an alt description on it because bots can't see pictures. They see zeros and ones. And so when you put an alt tag on it, a detailed alt tag that says, this is a photograph of my um, sailing vessel, a gypsy's kiss on the Chesapeake Bay at Harrington Harbor. So those are all things it recognizes, and that's in the alt tag because it doesn't know what the picture is. The same with your videos. Left, left uh, right click, and when it says alt tag, put a descriptive alt tag in there. Now it's a little bit better with videos than it is with photographs. But all of those, those descriptions that end up in HTML that those uh, spider bots are reading are helpful to identify exactly what your uh, product is all about, your content is all about, okay? Then um, then the last thing, well, it isn't the last thing, but one of the things that you can do is use uh, links and backlinks. And what I mean by that is that uh, let's say you invite someone to come and read your blog post and they're so enthused by it, they take a link, your, the, uh, your link to the blog post, uh, your link of that blog post, and they go to their LinkedIn account and they post it and they say, I just read this great blog post by... Shelly Carney. That's a back, it backlinks to you. And one of the things that the search engines count kind of, I don't know how they do it. I can't explain how they do it, is the number of black backlinks. And what that's telling them is your writing, your work, your content that you're developing is so interesting that other people are talking about it. Uh, and they're sending them back to your website. Another way to do that is go to uh, blogs that have a common, that are common uh, in the topical area, 
Uh, so if ours is podcasting, you go to blogs that are talking about podcasting and you make comments because whenever you make a comment, you do it in the name of your WordPress or other blog, and that's effectively a backlink. So if you make an articulate comment and somebody says, oh, this person has something interesting to say, they'll click on that and they go back to your blog. All right. Uh, and then, of course, you post that link to your blog post every place you can on your social media. You go literally go through every one of your social media platforms and you post that link there. All right. So those those kind of and three. If you have an email list, you, you write them and you say, hey, yeah. I put out a new blog post this week. And and you can even, you know, give them the first couple of lines with a link to go read more. Yeah. So SEO is not rocket science when you realize that SEO is all based upon what's inside the HTML of that page, because that's how it all works. That's what it's doing. So if you add ta title tags and description, if you label all your non-text objects with alt, um, so that so that the bots know what you're talking because a bot can't see a picture. It doesn't know it's a picture. And so when you label it with alt, it goes, oh, yeah, well, I'll put that over in Harrington Harbor. Somebody searches for Harrington Harbor. Somebody searches for a gypsy's kiss. Somebody sell, uh, searches for a 31-foot cow sailboat, et cetera. Uh, then it pops up. It knows to do that, but it doesn't know uh, because if all you've done is put a picture of your uh, sailing vessel in there, it doesn't know what to do with that. That's why the alt tags become so important. So there's a lot of additional things that you can do that don't require hiring somebody who specializes in SEO. Eventually, you'll be do the, doing the same things that they're probably going to recommend to you, right? Get your get your. If all you did was title, t uh, description, and tags, and were consistent with it, and were good, you know, using a, a keyword search tool, a keyword evaluation tool, if all you did was that, you're doing better than 80% of the people that are blogging out there right now. All right. Comments? Nope. I think that's it for tonight. Uh, we've got lots of information. You've given us a lot to think about. Today. Oh, geez. So we're going to chew on that till tomorrow. And tomorrow we'll be getting back together again to talk about the history of blogging. As Toby said, he started blogging in the 90s. So he's going to tell us a little bit more about that and the, uh, the journey he's taken to get to where he's at today. So be there tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Messages and Methods. Then on Thursday, we'll talk about why entrepreneurs should start blogging if they're not already blogging. Uh, why it's a good idea, what, how it's going to help them to grow their business. So Thursday at 7, we'll be back for that. I look forward to that. It sounds like a fun conversation. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us for the AGK Media Studio podcast with Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe, leave a great review, and comment with questions or ideas for future shows. Share our podcast with your family and friends and discover how you can become a creative campaign producer at agkmedia.studio or join our Facebook group, Leveraging Your Content. Check the show notes for links and resources and please come back again next week.